I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, it's The Matrix or whatever. Welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. My name is, or the only podcast in The Matrix, which is the the real world, maybe. My name is Nathan Bauer, or it, well, wait, what was my Matrix no, name? No, it's, yeah, your Matrix name is, it began with an L. I think it's like yeah. Lynx. No, you was Lynx. I'm Lightning. Lightning, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Lightning, you're Lynx. Uh, my name is Lightning. I'm joined by Lynx. Um, two, what are we, programmers? What are we? We're. Um... Would we be unplugged humans? Because we have knowledge of the Matrix oh, beyond true. our means. We do. We're two supple boys. Who... Oh, good. <laughs> we're that. We're landing on that for <laughs> Matrix two, terminology. We're two supple boys whose minds have been freed and we are truly awake and understand what the world is um welcome to the matrix welcome back to the matrix i should say it's interesting that you say we're understanding what's going on because i think half of this podcast is me gonna be asking you to explain I'm it to me you, so fucking good luck <laughs> um, look um before we go into that though lawrence why don't you tell the people what this show is I mean, usually. Uh, this so normally this show is where we talk about any number of things. Uh, could be a game, could be a movie, could be a television show, and we try and keep things a bit light-hearted and positive and breezy. Uh, we have a good time and we avoid negative discussions. Hopefully, <laughs> unless it's really bad, and then we'll probably just acknowledge that it's quite bad. Yeah. But this is a sub-show of the show. Another happy pod presents the May Tricks, where we are working through every Matrix movie. This is the second one. Uh, week by week, <laughs> including this, we have three left. So strap yeah. in. Yeah. So if you if you didn't listen to last week, go back, check it out. We did the Matrix. It was a good time, and now our guns have been reloaded because we are heading back. It's a fucking ripper title, that. Yeah, it's good. Reloaded, reloaded, re- re- revolutions, and then resurrection. They really locked themselves in, didn't they, with the 
Yeah, they have fucked it, to be fair. What's the funniest one for a fifth one? The Matrix reparations. And that could be them rebuilding something. Re oh, Matrix rebuilding. There we go. I've just done another well, that's one. Awful. That's awful. Rebuilding? I, I didn't say they were good. Re <laughs> reparations was better than rebuilding. Re um, the Matrix um, repossessions. Repossessions. Yeah, just give us your house. Just, yeah. Someone just, like, just a shitload of debt. And they're just like, we can't even get all your stuff. Just the owner of the Matrix going back on every unplugged human's house and just repossessing it. Like, yeah. They don't need this anymore. They forfeited their right to this house. <laughs> anyway, what a fun little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get into talking about the uh, the Matrix, first of all, we need to see how fucking rich we are. <laughs> Welcome back to the segment of the show called Another Happy Revenue, where me and Nathan are super transparent and honest about how much lucrative cheddar cheese we'd be raking in for this podcast game. Um, if, you're, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, avoid school, get a microphone, invest and make some serious cheddar like me and Nathan. We should probably start noting down like how much we were earning week to week because like I've forgotten what last week was. I think we landed on like I think we were at like the total of eighty p last week. About eighty pence last yeah. week. Before that, wasn't it like forty something? Yeah, it was forty. Uh, then it was eighty. And this is the third instalment. Do you want me to reveal now? Yes. No time like the present. <laughs> Indeed. So, bit of a milestone today. Seventeen. Uh, 20 Swedish kroner. See, that sounds like we're we're in the money. So, for the first time in our professional podcasting career, Nathan, we have crossed the threshold between pennies and pounds. All right. And we have landed ourselves. So this is shared between us, by the way, so 50% stake Split each. Split down the middle. Uh, we are sitting on the tidy sum of one pound and 33 pence. <laughs> I realise this segment kind of has a roof to it because kind of what we do now every single yeah. week is go, this is what we made and then make a joke about how we don't earn any money <laughs> and then move on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like it. As is tradition, um, invest all your money in a podcast microphone and just get online, kids. Yeah. The yeah. world needs to hear your opinions. It's true. It's true. There are, there are not enough men with podcasts out there, so... <laughs> It's true. We need more. We need, it's a dying profession. Let's 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 jump straight into the May tricks reloaded. All right. And I and I'm gonna do so by asking you a question. Oh, are movies terrified of being sexy like this was? I have a note that says I forgot how horny this movie was. <laughs> Because it's so fucking horny. It's relentlessly, to the point where plot points hinge on the horniness of certain characters. <laughs> yes, 100%. This movie is incredibly sexy and incredibly horny. You're absolutely right. And I, I think there's some truth to what you say. I think movies are a little bit afraid to, to be this uh, sexy and erotic. This is something that doesn't have to be sexy, right? If you're watching a movie that's like an erotic thriller or something, it's going to yes. be rated R anyway. Yes. So you may as well do a bit of sexy. But this is an action movie, kind of, at its forefront. Movies today don't need this to be sexy, and therefore they mm -hmm. won't include the sexiness because they want to appeal to a wider audience and make more money. If you go to see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania... At no point are you going to see an extended sex scene between um, Paul Rudd and Anti-Vaxxer, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, so, like, 
Like, what's the point <laughs> what of What would that doing? look like? Just them fucking on the desk of the Baskin Robbins or something? I don't even know. They're, like, I feel like one of them would be small and one of them would be big. They'd, like, use the, the thing to their... This is just getting into fan fiction territory. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> it, it sure be a shame if an Amazon uh, Prime TV show greenlit an idea like that and explored it in graphic detail. Oh, I didn't even realise what I was doing there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that that's what it would look like. I I wrote the note about it being horny before we got to the main horniness. Like, the, oh, really? There's the, yeah, well, there's yeah. the kiss. There's the orgasm cake. Well, the, the orgasm cake comes quite a bit later, but there's even before the like horny cave orgy sex scene whatever um there's there's like neo and trinity like any time mm. they get a second alone they're like i miss you so like you've been together man like you you you've been <laughs> you've not been like miles apart it's been like four minutes since you had a moment alone like calm down like dude. yeah in the one you have to carry your bags to get to your other private room <laughs> You're like you're, from you're going the... from one private room to another private room, and you're like, I can't bear the five minutes it will take to cross. <laughs> it's literally this path. gone from their room on the ship to their room in fucking Zion, <laughs> and it's too much. It's too. They had to stop along the way to shag. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that. But I'll tell you what, there's horny stuff, man. This is not an episode to listen with the family, is it? This, no, you, not really. If you're, on, if, you're, <laughs> if you're on a drive with the kids or something, maybe don't play this one. <laughs> I love how we give them the warning afterwards. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've put, maybe it awoke something in me, but just like, because I, my first instance where I went, this is a bit horny, was everyone in Zion is sweaty. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne just has his hairy chest out. He looks good, man. He does look good, doesn't he? And, and also, he does. He looks good, and he's not like a traditional leading man body. He's not ripped no. to fuck. He's a regular bloke. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he looks good. He looks a bit. Maybe it's the way they lit it as well, because it's kind of always like shining off their sweat. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to find out. <laughs> yeah, the Matrix reloaded. Oh, when you said um, this awoken something in you, I had a thought while I was watching this, and it's like me as a ten-year-old watching this movie, <laughs> seeing uh, Carrie Ann Moss in a full-body latex catsuit. Oh, this is awoken something in me. <laughs> Whereas I'm there like, move over, where is the hairy man? <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. I, I have a note that just said, if you like the simplicity of the first one, that's over, get ready for some fucking lore. Look, man, these, <laughs> this movie is just entirely fucking... Not entirely, but for the most part, it's just long discussions with overly complicated words yeah. and just kind of trying to sound as smart as possible um and just long conversations about lore and the world building and everything what the fuck is going on man <laughs> Let, let's let's get it out of the way as quickly as we can into this conversation do you like it i <laughs> it sounds weird to say after 20 years but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i i like some of it yeah. I think it's um, not as good as the first movie. It definitely doesn't capture uh, the all of the, it captures some of the magic, but not the in the same way the first does. It doesn't hit you with the the same gut punch that the first movie does. And we can go into like what kind of doesn't work in this compared to the first movie and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, like you say, it is very heavy on the you know long descriptive 
dialogue scenes and all that sort of stuff and it's just at some points it's just relentless like that fucking scene where he's talking to colonel sanders or whatever and it's just yeah. like it's just like it felt like 20 minutes of yeah. just him sat down and just been like intrinsically complicated fucking all this bullshit and it was like oh my god man like I I um yeah I I've 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 got down a note that just says um the plot of this is essentially it's like there's a ticketed list outside Neo's quarters of just yeah. various old men that are arriving to explain <laughs> concepts to him yeah. uh, and pose uh, philosophical debates and questioning lines of questioning to him I like it for the for different like I like I like the Matrix the first one yes and the reasons I like it are vastly different to the reasons I like this I'm not actually certain how I feel about the franchise as a whole mm. because it does kind of go and veer off into something else but I also really respect the fact that it's just like I respect the fucking like the vision on a filmmaker to just be like you love the first one did you you absolutely fucking love the first this is completely different throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> Yeah, it's not completely different. Um, no, but like the way it introduces stuff and it handles its topics is kind of different. It does go in a different direction. It feels more religious. It does feel very religious. Yeah. Um, yeah. The well, the fucking there's a scene where Neon get Neon <laughs> Neo. <laughs> Neo gets That's what he to... calls himself when he's at Zion. <laughs> That's he's like I it's did. Neon now. That's what I did. I combine Neo and Zion into one. <laughs> uh, when Neo gets to Zion, um, and the fucking elevator doors part open, then there's all the fucking the hungry and the poor come to see Jesus, and it's yeah. just immediately like, oh wow, okay, we're we're doing this. We're fucking hell. He is Christ. Here we go. And you and you've got like Morpheus the disciple being welcomed onto the stage of preaching and Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I a few times I pictured myself like watching this in the cinema now. And if I was watching the cinema now, bear in mind like now sat on the sofa I can rewind it and shit and go, What yeah. the fuck was that? Yeah. In the cinema, I'd have had no fucking chance here. Right. I just this would have been one that I just maybe felt the emotional resonance of and enjoyed the cool action sequences of. But like that Kentucky Fried fucking exposition sequence, I would have been like, no, I, no, I, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Well, that kind of was the immediate reaction to, because like for a long time, the popular opinion, I guess, of these movies were first one good, second two bad. I, I, I don't believe that's necessarily the case. I feel like, you know, as, as things often do with time, you re-examine stuff and you see there's, hmm. there's other stuff there and that sort of stuff. It's definitely not as good as the first movie. It definitely doesn't have the same kind of just impact to it that that yeah. one does i think um I, I feel like the first one it had more to do in terms of setup and introduction and you know ex exploration of a concept but it punched through it in a way that was so simple i think some i think the I, actually i'm just figuring this out now i think the main thing that this sequel is lacking is that kind of visual representation i was talking about last week like there's no pill that explains the concept clearly there's no mm. morpheus holding up a battery that goes this is what we are yeah and th there's none of that instead it's just what is a choice and there is like oh, do i have a choice and he's like i don't know fucking do you this one this one feels a lot more um like studio interference than uh the first one does i would yeah. say i would say this one warner brothers were like All right first one was so good fucking let's Everyone loves that first picture. Let's fucking let's do it again. Let's do some more Matrix. Let's get some fucking Neo fighting. Fucking he had a fight with Agent Smith. Right, 
200 Agent Smith. Fuck it. <laughs> Five fucking thousand Agent Smiths. Let's fucking just copy and paste Hugo Weaving as many times as we can and let's fucking have it. Um, during that fight sequence, I was half expecting to see not actual gameplay footage like underneath, like in a disclaimer <laughs> in the bottom corner, because it was a bit, you know, it did look like a trailer at one point. Yeah, I think you trade the photorealism for vibes and, oh my God, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Because it, like, be, be fair, it is fucking cool. Oh, you know, you see, I'm in two minds about it because it kind of is, but I feel like the fight sequences in this movie... And then if you think I if you compare them to the first, I don't I feel like they don't have the same weight to them. And I think there's a reason for that, because Neo is more powerful now and because he can fly and because he moves faster, it feels mm. like a lot more floaty and a lot more like wires and stuff, which which is fine because that's yeah. how he fights now. But it it doesn't feel like grounded and gritty, like and, and not not grounded and gritty like uh darkness, but like just real sort of thing, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't have the same kind of weight to it that the first one did. Like, you think about the fucking fight between, and this is Neo, but the fight between Morpheus and um, I think one of the agents in, like, that fucking bathroom where they're just, like, f they're getting so filthy. They're punching each other. They're fucking... Mm. The, the walls are breaking, they're covered in dust from it. It's You, you can feel, like, every punch in that fight. And then in this, it's all just... Yeah, I, 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 I know what you're saying. I kind of one, I don't mind it so much because I think it is excused, like you say, by Neo just having a different fighting style now, and he's mm. he's kind of elevated above like having to get down and dirty. Do you know what I mean? Like he's very much just like I mean, no, he hasn't. He loves doing that with Trinity, but not <laughs> <Yeah>. in a fight. <laughs> while he he looks so blank and checked out that I'd imagine he's fighting like the five hundredth Agent Smith that has thrown a punch at him, and he's just like, I'd rather be fucking Trinity right now. Let's <laughs> be, I'd be so many other things I'd rather be doing. <laughs> um, but I quite, I see, I I kind of had a. It's interesting you've said that because I agree with you, but I've also got the note that like I think this does the fight choreography and this does a really really good job of making it feel like you're not just watching empty punches be thrown. Like it has. Especially in the Merovingians, like, kind of lobby fight. That's a better fight, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. And I think it's... It, they do little things where, like, they're just knocking off... Maybe it's because it all looks expensive and posh and French. Yeah. But they're doing a good job of, like, a sword is swinging into a wall. Things are piercing paintings and vases or vases are being smashed off. That's what I'm saying. I feel like you need to have, like, breakables. I feel like you need to have... Mm. The work, the environment around them, be a part of it because it was just like a big empty, like just fucking concrete square. And like, yeah, yeah he he pulled that fucking stick out of the ground at one point, but then it was just a PS2 trailer. But like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's when it really went off the fucking rails. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> I am um, no, but I I I think it they almost fall into a, a similar trap of movies of the time. Like we've we've spoken about the choreography in the. Uh, of the lightsaber battles in the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. And how, like, they they, they kind of have a similar ilk because they they go on for quite a long time, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, And they they are choreographed to the point where if you're not careful, it can just look like a kind of floaty dance that's been rehearsed well. Yeah. Rather than two people actually making split-second decisions about where to throw a punch and where to kick someone or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think Breakables is the one. Because you... Th 
with Star Wars, they get away with it because the lightsabers clashing is has one of the coolest, most iconic sound effects in all of cinema. And you're constantly seeing two things have impact with each other, that being the lightsabers. Whereas in this, Morpheus barely gets struck, meaning that if you don't land something, you have to break something else to make me actually give a shit about an environment or this fight having some weight to it at all. Yeah, it's true. Um, the other thing that I would say is the vibe of this movie is like vastly different. I've, the note that kind of sums it up comically is that plain leather is out. Now it's all about the snakeskin textured leather. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, but beyond that as well, like I feel like a lot of the vibe is off. It it has switched over to a more religious palette, if that makes sense. Like the coloring is a lot more kind of miserable. Um. I know it is a bit doom and gloom in the first one. It's a lot darker. Zion is is literally just like fucking browns and kind of dark yellows. And apart from that, like one room, that like one control center that's just a fucking bright white room where they're oh, yeah. touching fucking buttons that aren't there or whatever. I, I feel like that's probably in the Matrix. I don't know. That didn't feel real. Well, it's um, just because it's a stark difference from everything else that's around. Yeah, it, right? like, like everything in Zion is very like industrial and very like fucking metal and, mm. and all this sort of shit and that was very ooh yeah <laughs> ooh. <laughs> ooh. um what stood out to you what's like a big thing that you liked about it um a big thing that i liked about it well um i feel like if i asked you what your favorite sequence in the movie was and then i asked me what my favorite sequence in the movie was i'm 90 percent certain we'd have the same answer the highway yeah, yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> it's good, man. It's, it's exhilarating stuff. They fucking built like they built a highway. They built like mm. fucking two miles of highway or some shit, and then just went fucking nuts. And we're like, right, what can we do? Let's fucking yeah. let's go nuts. You got Morpheus with a fucking katana on a fucking <laughs> truck fighting an agent? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and when he, like, that moment where Morpheus like it's the kind of the best of both worlds with Morpheus because he he pulls the katana out, slices the fucking um like the, the thing that holds the petrol in the truck. Oh yeah. And then just turns, turns around and oozes it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool, man. It's so His cool. wrist is all over the place. He's like yeah. just spraying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It comes off the back of like Neo's just had the best fight in the movie so far. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh look, these guys are just getting out of here. They're in, they're in, they're in the car park, or they're out. And then suddenly the agents all spawn in. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like Neo was kind of, I don't know, he wasn't the most interesting part of the movie to me. Like, mm. it, I think it it speaks kind of volumes that like the the best sequence in the movie, he's not a part of it at all until right at the very end. <laughs> yeah, because they because let's be real, if he was a part of it, it's over in like four minutes or whatever. So like, yeah. where's the fun in that? Like, they had to find a way to get him out of there so so they can have it be like. A decent fight to watch and shit. you're right actually that, that that kind of does speak to a larger issue in the film is that anything neo's involved in yeah if it goes beyond five seconds i'm like is he intentionally wasting time what's he doing yeah, yeah it's true. is he killing time just daydreaming about fucking trinity or something <laughs> he's I mean, like probably. oh ways to spend the day i suppose <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. um yeah, no, but uh, such great sequence though. You, you got the fucking the twins, the ghosts. I guess they're ghosts. They're like fucking. I fucking hate that design. <laughs> so ugly, and it just looks bad. 
and and I don't understand the role it plays in the Matrix. Like, why are these two afforded ghost abilities, and why, when they become ghosts, do they also become like Davy Jones's fucking monstery thing or whatever? As as far as I understand it, like they are holdovers from previous versions of the Matrix, where like there was some kind of universal monsters style world where there was werewolves and and like fucking frankenstein zombie man and ghosts and that right. sort of shit because uh, like the fucking the french lady who's not french but you know who i mean she like yeah. walked into that room while there was like an old school like zombie movie or whatever playing like frankenstein and it like synced up perfectly with what was going on with them she had a gun with a silver bullet and shot that guy in the head so clearly he was a fucking werewolf and then like oh, all of cool. his all of like the merovingians like guys guards or whatever they're like i feel like they're they're holdovers it's like when the oracle was saying like you know any anytime you hear about like werewolves or aliens or all this kind of shit it's all like programs from the matrix it's all something oh, trying see. to so the merovingians kind of just hosting a group of weirdos that shouldn't be there and are misbehaving essentially yeah and i feel like that's why they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with neo to an extent anyway why they can hold their own for a bit longer i just i like the concept of like these guys are ex these guys are insanely difficult to kill after all who can just spawn in a silver bullet i'm like everyone here can do that <laughs> every yeah. single person in this matrix that is unplugged and has entered the matrix yeah. can do that <laughs> Link, I need a silver bullet. Got you. No worries. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> Operator, give me a bullet. All right, no, no problem. Do you need the instruction manual downloaded in your head? Can't hurt. Nah, Why not? Nah, this guy's got a key that'll work or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel, no, like, I feel I... like we're being really reductive on like this is a this is a clever film. It is. Is is clever. It might be too clever at times. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But but yeah, that's that's what I think that what they reminded me of though. Um this is this is ridiculous, but like whenever I see those twins, all I think of is um Auntie Donna have uh, characters called the South African Sams, and they're like two brothers who are from <laughs> South Africa, supposedly. It's played by Zach and Broden. Is this the you lingered, Mark? Those <laughs> yeah. guys. Mark, yeah. you lingered, bro, bro, you lingered. You don't and understand the TikTok algorithm. <laughs> and it's it's so fucking funny. It kills me every time. Um, yeah. But that's all I can hear when I see these dudes, and they don't. They just have like weirdly posh British accents for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in my head, they're the South African Sams, and that's. I, yeah. I I did quite enjoy like when he kind of like ghosts himself in back into the car, and he's in the seat. Firstly, timing on that's got to be impeccable. Your leg is stuck yeah. in a fucking engine. Yeah, it's true. And and secondly, yeah, he just he kind of spawns in. And he's like, we're exhausted, and he's like, we are. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty fucking sick of this. Yeah. Great. Um, we're miles away from work as well. Like <laughs> we've just gone in a straight line. How long is this highway? <laughs> it's true. It's just one big fucking long highway with just massive walls along the edge of it. So you can't yeah. see where the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope that I hope no one's missed their exit because you wouldn't the only way you can get your exit is just by fucking just hard spinning into a wall and hoping you don't crash into the ocean or something. It's true. <laughs> Um, uh. I've got <laughs> so the, I, I quite like the Merovingian sequence because essentially what it is is you just you drop in on this French guy having a very public divorce 
<laughs> like you're just, but that's that's what it is. <laughs> I guess because yeah. you just you kind of you, they arrive. They're, they're there on the Oracle's request. Um, again, furthering the theme of like you're just again. Last time it was Morpheus. This time it's the Oracle to a degree. People are just doing pe- the the free people, the people that are unplugged and have free will and choice, are just still doing what people tell them to do. Yeah. Um, I really, really fucking enjoy that concept. The whole, just a side point here, the whole philosophical debate of like, we've unplugged, we're not beholden to the machines apart from all the machines that keep us alive, give us water, give us light. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> like, moment. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really, really fucking interesting debate. Um, but yeah, no, you kind of, we, we, we're off to the Merovingian and he, he's also a, like a program that is misbehaving. Is he? He's, he's some kind of pro. Yeah. He's not human. Um, yeah. he's some kind of program or or he writes programs or some shit I think he's a program yeah because he's he comes back doesn't he he's back in the new one yeah, the spoilers but yeah I mean yeah, and no one else is watching the Matrix for the first time you know <laughs> 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 um, but yeah no I just like that and I really really like that he just obviously underestimates like he firstly he's kind of like a piece of shit to women in general like yeah forcibly making a woman have a very public orgasm over a piece of cake she hides it well she, she i'll be fair right that was me Lawrence is yelling at that it's like the scene from when harry met sally <laughs> i'll have what she's having i'm meg ryaning over the whole gaff um <laughs> Uh, no, but firstly, that's like a, obviously a gross thing to do. But then also the other thing, if that was like not overtly obvious that he was just this misogynist piece of shit, yeah. then he's also just disregarding his wife's like ability to have any kind of like he's he sat there blathering on about fucking choice and free will whilst also not realizing that his wife has it and he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah um, which which I quite enjoy. But then yeah, she she commits one of the the horny sins, being like, "I'll do this for you, but I want a big kiss." What's going on there, man? It's such a horny movie. Like for no reason, we have well, not for no reason, but there's just this really awkward uh, kiss sequence, and I don't like it, man. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. But it's I feel like I'm missing the point of it. This is what she doesn't have. Like this, the way obviously Neo feels about Trinity, the passion, the love, the romance, or the romance, but the love, the passion, like. That's that's what she doesn't have, and she just literally wants a taste of it. And yeah, I don't think it's malicious in any way. It's not her being, it's kind of her being a bitch, but not necessarily like I'm gonna kiss your man. I'm a bitch. Deal with it. It's more like fucking. I just I just want a little bit of what you have. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's no part of it that reads as like malicious intent towards Trinity. Like Trinity isn't happy about it, obviously, but it's not like I'm gonna kiss your man. Fuck you, yeah. bitch. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm definitely missing kind of, not context on it because I, I know why it happens and what's going on and what yeah. function it serves plot wise. But I just, I kind of, yeah, I feel like there was a better way to show it. Maybe it's just as simple as everyone wants to kiss Keanu Reeves. It's true. I certainly do. I do too. Where you at, Keanu Reeves? We didn't really talk about him much in the last movie in terms of his performance and shit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, and it's... Yeah. Look, <laughs> look, Keanu Reeves is a really nice guy. He's a really nice guy. And he's great in John Wick. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Anyway, Makushio is here. <laughs> Is Makushio here? Makushio's Link. Oh, fuck, he is as well, isn't he? Yeah, of and course Considering he is. we did Romeo and Juliet two episodes ago, I was there going, where the fuck do I know this guy from? Oh, shit, yeah, that is, that is true. Wow. Yeah. But no, uh, no that was a jest anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think Keanu Reeves is, he's very talented, but he, I think he would also admit his strength is not dramatic readings of yeah, lines. Yeah, it's true. His strength is yelling, I'm back, and then shooing 50 men. Yeah, and, and also to point out, no one does it like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Like, that man is... Rel- like, I know Tom Cruise has his big, big, I'm going to drive a motorcycle onto a blimp and then explode the blimp and fucking Your do a hero. triple somersault off. Yeah, my hero, yeah. Your personal hero, Tom Cruise. The man yes. you love most of all. Yeah, my my, uh, my leader as well. Uh, I've yeah. got an announcement to make at the end of the okay. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, no, but no, no one does it like him. Like, he's an incredible stunt performer as well as actor. And the reason he gets hired so consistently is because, one, yeah. he's a sexy man. It's true. Right? insanely good looking for the age he is yeah and two because he he's just talented and he's serviceable enough of an actor to like there's no secret that keanu reeves roles he plays roles that are designed to be the embodiment of an idea in this one he's matrix technology jesus yeah in john wick he's like the fucking embodiment of the american devotion to guns right he's he's always a concept we should do john wick we should do. I'd love to do John Wick. June Wick. June Wick. June Wick. June Sorry. Wick. Sorry. June Wick. I, I had to get that out. It came to me. I just had to get it out. Wait. So next. So next year we've got Indiana Jones. Then we can do June Wick. <laughs> what in twenty twenty fucking five or whatever? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, so sorry. Um, there's, there's. Let's let's talk about all the other little people that are here because there's a lot more little people now. Well, I, I just I didn't get a chance to talk about Keanu Reeves. Um, That's because no one wants to hear it, Nathan. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> no, I do, I do. <laughs> um, you're you're right. Yes, is this is not necessarily his his strength as an actor. I feel like he's good at, at certain elements of it, but dialogue in particular it's all just very oh okay <laughs> trinity she was just here and now you know it's all just very mm. kind of one note and just a bit there's not much range in there really from him often he's the blankest guy in the room yeah yeah which is why like i say like he's not really he's kind of like the i don't know if he's the least enjoyable part of the movie but it's yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching this movie for Neo. No, and I. Th- I think the movie knows that because it's. It's got charisma fucking <laughs> oozing out of it in every other part, or like yeah. a lot of other parts. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is crazy that at once upon a time, these were the biggest movies. This was the biggest movie trilogy in the world at a certain era. And the front man is kind of essentially a karate doing block of wood. Like, <laughs> like, like and look, not to diminish his role, he's very talented. He is very good. But yeah, his line, his line reads are often, like you kind of said earlier. And by all accounts, he is like literally the fucking nicest man in the world. Like I have yeah. never heard a single story about that man where it's like, oh, a bit of a prick. It's like <laughs> he, he'd hear every... the last five minutes of this discussion <laughs> and go, everyone is has their own opinions. And he'd be like, no, they had some pretty good points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they want a million dollars right now. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no yeah by all accounts just an just an absolute incredible bloke it, i don't we haven't spoken about much of like the trivia stuff but there's the famous story everyone knows about how he like gave away most of his salary to the vfx crew of the first one and yeah yeah just just a fucking great guy um less of a great guy uh was link about to walk in saying where's my pussy <laughs> What? i laughed so fucking hard at that scene. <laughs> horrendous horrendously what? horny display from everyone involved where's my can you imagine coming home to your loving wife and just saying where's my pussy what a horrible thing to fucking say just just awful isn't it like just my lord and like Again. and then he's like she's mad at me why is she mad at me i'm like i wonder <laughs> well she's not mad at him for that though no she's mad true. at him because he's working with morpheus or whatever and yeah. she's um i think she's so she's the sister of tank and dozer i, I believe think. so because they were referenced by name weren't they yeah yeah and 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 tank or dozer whichever one survived is just now not around or something because like wasn't there some drama i feel like like he like wanted more money or some shit didn't come back or something like that who the uh the link no um from the first one whichever one survived the like operator from the first one. Oh, um so tank i'm fairly certain dozer got roasted and tank survived well one of them survived either way yeah i quite just side point here i quite i quite enjoy that like the people that are freed. I mean, maybe this is intentional. Maybe I'm reaching or not. Um, but I quite like that the the unplugged people, the people living in Zion, are often how we know them connected through each other. Like yeah. everyone kind of has a relationship. Like Locke and Morpheus know. Um, no, it'll be. That's it. Yeah, they yeah. they know her through Jada um, Smith. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, it is actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they know her through like some loose connection. They both used to kind of morpheus used to be with her and now she's with him and yeah. they all they all kind of have these family ties whereas in the matrix every set of characters is just like here's another weirdo in the world on his own yeah. fucking warpath doing his own weird thing yeah it's true i quite like that but who, who are the yeah. other who are the, what other little weirdos are we what's got? going on with that kid who's that kid what neo's number one fan yeah they just call him the kid loser <laughs> Who is he? Do we know him? I don't know him, and I'm pretty sure he's dead at the end of this. Well, he's in the third movie. Doesn't he get speared by the end of this? Yeah, I'm fairly certain. The blood splats over the screen. I'm fairly certain. That no, him. that's not him. No. He, oh. he hasn't been put on a ship yet. Oh, of course, he's not old enough or something, is yeah, he? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, they're like, oh, Neo saved him. Neo freed this guy. And I guess this is between movies or whatever. Then that's fine. Mm. Um, but then he like gives him the spoon, and he's like, oh, did he know the spoon kid from the first movie with a weirdly British accent? 
Yeah, Oliver Twist. Um, <laughs> do not try to bend the spoon, sir. <laughs> bend everything yeah. around it. I, I mean, like, I guess. <laughs> but maybe it's been six months. Maybe they've all had a chat. Maybe. Has it been six months? Yeah, it's been six Is months. Morpheus says at one point they freed... They've unplugged more people in six months than they have done in the last six years. Um, mm. And I looked it, I looked it up, and it, 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 it's supposed to have been six months since Neo became "quote unquote" the one at the end of the first one. Interesting. I always thought it was longer than that. I always thought it was a few years. Okay, that's because he's got a bit of a. And I told you we'd get round to this. He's got a bit of a quiff this time round. <laughs> he's got a different he hair. He just has more hair. Yeah, quiff. That's not a quiff. He does it. Where is Zion? Keeping its hair gel in that pool of lava. We're we're a bit into this now. Should we get towards the ending? Um. Yes. 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 Um. And we can always on. wrap up other little things in our little things section, which you introduced last week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue what's yeah. being said. I know no. what's roughly going on. That being, are you talking about the scene with Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The architect Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. I know that this is the sixth Matrix. This is the sixth Matrix. Yeah, I wrote that down. So this is Matrix six Well, yeah, six, six at least. All the various recordings of Keanu Reeves would lead me to believe there's been many more Matrix Matrix six 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 than six of them because there's like multiple variations of him doing different things. I don't necessarily think those are alternative versions of the Matrix. I think that's just like a visual manipulation of the world. Oh, like so he can, Colonel Sanders can control it kind of thing. Yeah, sort of thing. But they're not real. They're not like alternate universes or whatever. They're just like... I like to believe that one of the real ones is the punk one where he puts his middle finger up aggressively. (laughs) Just imagine that. Like he's, he's like... Oh, and Neo, you don't even understand that when you do these things, do you ever really have a choice? And is the choice even yours? And then I, I like, I, I'm picturing a whip pan to Keanu Reeves, just going and holding up his middle finger at him. Yeah, yeah. Side note, um, just quickly, what do you think of the Oracle? Great. I like the Oracle, and we didn't talk about it much last week, but I really like the moment where she's like, "Don't worry about the vase," and then he turns around and knocks it over. Mm. And then he's like, oh, shit. And then she's like, no, the real the real thing that will keep you up at night is wondering, if I'd have even mentioned it, would you have even hit it? And then I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. They're like, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah, it's a painful head fuck, the Oracle. Yeah. And again, like, this moment here in, in this movie when she's, like, offering him the candy and he's like, you already know if I'm going to take it or not. And I'm like, yeah, I do. It's, it's, it's all, it's very clever. It's all very good. I enjoy it. it. It didn't escape me that all the candy is essentially like red jelly babies looking like a red pill and everything. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I know symbolism. <laughs> I can see it. Um, no, she she's really interesting. And he, he, Colonel Sanders reveals that she's somewhat to be considered the mother of the Matrix. Yeah, kind of. Which is... Or something. Yeah. And I don't... he's the father. Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, he certainly says he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's the architect. He apparently designed it. Apparently, yeah. Does what that was that thing he's... that Agent Smith said in the first one? The first one was designed to be without flaw. Yeah, so it was a it was a paradise world, wasn't it? It was yeah. just so, it was perfect, but so perfect that humans could not accept it, and it went to shit. So, what was Colonel Sanders getting at here? What was the main thing he was going on about? So I wrote some of it down, but I don't know. 
Um, so, so what I wrote down is, so like the purpose of the one, and there's been previous ones as well. Like it seems yeah. like each iteration of the matrix has had a one. So Neo is the sixth one, I guess. Mm. Um, so he's really the sixth, um, but he's the one. <laughs> Very good. And ma- maybe, uh, Seraphite, who's a cool character, maybe he's a previous, the one or something. Is he like the kind of the watcher over the Oracle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think because he... I've seen so much shit online about him before. Yeah, same, yeah. He's a cool character, though. I like him. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Yeah, okay, so the purpose of the one is to travel to the source, whatever the fuck that means, mm. um, to travel to the source, which I guess is, like, where, like, I don't know, the main server of the Matrix is, I guess, or some shit. And then, I imagine so, yeah. Yeah. And then they have to reset or destroy the Matrix and basically create Matrix 7.0, I guess. And then take like 17 female and 6 male to Zion and just breed, I guess, and start again. They're good at that. They are good fair. at that. He loved that part. He was like, fucking game on, lads. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> he was like, I'm actually going to fuck up this whole thing. Imagine he gets home to Morpheus and Morpheus is like, so what's the plan? And he's like, you don't need to worry yeah. about it. I got this. So Colonel Sanders said, so you need to do all of that. That's what you need to do or else Zion will die or go through that door where your wife is about to be killed. Choice is yours. Yeah. Oh, I wonder where he's going to go. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not as if you've granted him Superman's abilities or something. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, no, so that's, so that's a very, very convoluted long way of saying that. But I don't know. I again, I don't know. It was, it was all, it was that, but it was wrapped into intrinsically convenient. We cannot understand the comprehensibility of the fucking you yeah. know, kind of, and all this shit. And but that, just... but that that checks out because that's that's it. Now that I kind of get it a bit better, so it's it's Neo. It's 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 essentially Neo being told that his his role as the one is not what he was believed to be. It was essentially you can choose, you can choose to fucking have, you know. Either way, Trinity's gonna die. You yeah. can choose the way that wins. You like, you might be able to save her, but then you're all just gonna get fucked when we invade you in 24 hours. Or yeah, you can choose the the actual purpose of being the which. Does that imply that like the five previous ones have just done the same thing? I think it might have. Yeah, the they the purpose of the one is ultimately to destroy the Matrix. Maybe when he, I feel, but maybe it's maybe it's like. And maybe this was said, I don't know, but maybe it's like when the Matrix gets to a point where it's it's no longer functioning as it should. Like mm. like the first one was humans were not accepting it. So when it got to a point where the the walls of this place are breaking down, it's time for the one to reset it or something. Right, okay. I don't know. I again I don't know. Well, it it makes sense because like everything in the, from what we saw in the first one, you know, Agent Smith arriving suited and booted with all the agents yes. under his command. Everything yes. did seem to obviously it was chaotic, but everything seemed to run with a level of a hierarchy yeah. and a chain of command. Well, Smith's gone rogue now. Yeah, and exactly. And, 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 but Smith in this one, there's like there. werewolves and shit, and Agent Smith is like, "What if there was a fucking billion of me?" Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess it is time for this Matrix to stop being shit and be made again. I suppose Smith shouldn't be there. Smith, like he died in the first one. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he's back, it's like he he's. He's a program gone rogue now. Like, even the other agents are like, what's this guy doing? You shouldn't be here. 
Yeah, and they say, and they say to him, "Is like you, like you shouldn't be here or something." And he's just like, "I'm yeah. gonna put my hand in your chest and make you one of me." <laughs> Which I guess, like, I guess, is just a visual metaphor for him, his virus infecting other people. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, um, but then also there's uh, there's not only like six billion Smiths in the Matrix. There's there's a Smith in the real world. And that was that well. was cool. That, that was very very, very cool. cool. Yeah. So like one of the guys got infected before he disconnected. Kind of rhymed. Um, and and now Smith is. Um, I haven't seen these movies in about ten years. The second two anyway. Reloaded and Revolutions. I watched like the first one before the um, the newest one. Um, but um, what I remember very specifically about the third movie is that the performance of the guy who is playing agent smith in a human body he's so fucking good he's like doing an impression of hugo weaving doing an impression of this guy it's like it's fucking the layers on it but it's so good uh so i'm excited for that i Um, I am excited to see that again we actually let's talk about hugo weaving for a bit in this um he's not in it much really no but when he is in it fuck me is he in it yeah he's good He's good. He's, he's I love the way like, he talks. It's like fucking poetry when yeah. that guy speaks. There's a there's a real rhythm to the way that he speaks, and it's just yeah. so it's so good. Do you, do you know what I kind of likened it to in my mind today when I was there was a, there's a specific line he had. And I didn't have time to write it down, um, but there's a specific line he had where the cadence of it it reminded me of um, like when you type something out and you see you know the cursor blinking on the screen on yeah. like a word document because it was like such a weird sporadic pause and then it all very quickly came out and then it stopped again yeah. and he kept like and it was just, oh man just just fucking woefully under not in this but like woefully under underappreciated as just like an, an incredible actor anyway like i know he's one of the greats but yeah i'd love to still see him pop up in massive shit same it's such a shame that he couldn't come back for the fourth one i'd say maybe this is a hot take and i don't want to get too ahead of myself but i think jonathan groff does a very good job uh, we'll get there we'll get there I loved the way this movie ended, man. Like when you just when the when you had them talking, like the Morpheus and the the other captains and shit, they were talking about like how they stumbled across the ship and like fucking everyone is dead, but there was one survivor. And then mm. it just pans up from Neo on the table, and you just see the fucking the human Smith, and it, then it just to be concluded. More movies should end like that. That yeah. was so fucking cool, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> to be concluded? Oh. I I love the idea that someone in the cinema went for a quick wee, <laughs> right? What, missed... like fucking two hours, twenty minutes. Well, into you the never movie. know. Some you know, there's people out there that can't hold it that long. Um, but the I love the idea that someone went out for a wee. They just quickly nipped out, right? They yeah. missed some someone someone kind of they come back in. They kind of whisper to their partner or whatever or their friend. Oh, you mean they missed. Agent they, Smith turning into the ah oh, okay yeah they, yeah they missed yeah. they missed that bit they were like what did I miss and they were like Agent Smith zapped zapped himself into a into a fella <laughs> oh, okay okay I'm good yeah he's done that he, he did that he was doing that five minutes ago yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like that all right and then that and then at the end then the dramatic the, we have one survivor pans down to a man with a goatee he opens his eyes and it's like done <laughs> it's like was that a, was a, is it because he has a goatee? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was that about? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. And he, he tried to fucking he tried to kill Neo earlier, didn't he? he tried to like yep. fucking just shank him. <laughs> I guess his plan was just to walk up to him and stab him and then just run away. I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Hope no one else saw. <laughs> yeah. Where's he planning just shiving them all? Just getting as many as he can before he gets wiped out. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Does Neo have his powers in Zion? Well, I feel like I feel like he's not supposed. I feel like as up until this point, as far as everyone is aware, Neo only has his powers in the Matrix. He mm. he can only do what he does in the Matrix because he's the one of the Matrix. Um, in Zion, he's just a guy. But then at the end of the movie, he like stops the fucking sentinels from attacking yeah. him. And I feel like that's the moment where he's like, <gasps> he's Jesus or whatever. Hang on a moment. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I'm... Maybe he just always has them. But that's the first time we've seen them in the he, real he world. He walks up way too many stairs if he has his powers in, in Zion. <laughs> I'd be whizzing all over the gaff. Oh, yeah. Quick things. Should we go to we're, quick we're things? Quick, is it little things? Yeah. Quick things? What are we calling it? Little things, quick things. It's whatever you want. Um, sure. l- little things we enjoy. Should we go one for one? All right, sure. Here's mine one, first of all. Um, there's a there's a security guard which is who is um gonna ha- gonna sleep on on the clock so he can get paid to sleep. I fully respect that. I wonder if you remember the security guard at our uni accommodation who <laughs> you'd you'd come home for a night out to three AM or whatever, and he'd just be fully fucking asleep at the desk. Was that Richard? Richard, yeah, and what I respect even more about it was the students just allowed that. Like, <laughs> drunk students coming in, pissed yeah. out of their mind with their kebabs launching all over the gaff. Right? Yeah. And we're like, Richard's sleeping, and we're like, everyone, shh, Richard. Shh, Richard's yeah. sleep. Yeah. We'll get through the courtyard, then we can be loud again. Like, <laughs> I like that. We respect- Richard knew that, though. He was always letting us have, like, people round and everything. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's a nice guy. Let him sleep, yeah. man. He's yeah, exactly. And if his employers are listening to this, not that Richard. We're talking about a different Richard. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. He doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah. that's. I mean, I understand why. <laughs> uh, my little thing. Uh, the shot of Hugo weaving with all the ravens and crows or whatever. Just what was this? Ravens and crows? Yeah, he like walks. He's walking into the park directly after the Oracle conversation. Oh right, okay, yeah. And he's like, "Hello, I'm here at the world's most boring park." Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that was one of my little things. Do you have any other little <laughs> okay. things? Uh, yes, I do. Just the opening to the movie, um, the sequence with Trinity just crashing the motorbike into the the security thing or whatever, big explosion, and then the shot of her crashing through the window as she fights the agent or yep. in bullet time. Great stuff. Uh, my second little thing, which may as well just, I'm realising, be called Little Agent Smith thing that I enjoyed. <laughs> um, when fucking, uh, when when this guy gets stabbed and he goes, oh God, and Smith with a little grin on his face says, Smith will suffice. And it's like, oh, he's so full of himself and he, like, he loves it. <laughs> he really fucking loves it. Uh, little thing I enjoy, I love all of Link's reactions. I just mm. love that he essentially just sat in a chair for a day and then they just got him to go, whoa, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just staring into the camera. And then I love the moments, you know, like when they, you know, like the hallway of doors, which is essentially like fucking portals and shit. Like as soon yeah. as they walk through one, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. I'm like, I got to find these guys. I don't know where they've gone now. <laughs> yeah well and also what i love is whenever whenever we're like allowed in on that like and the camera flips around that we see what link is seeing on the screen it's always just green code yeah it's just the code man it's the same it's the let's be honest it's the same 10 hour mp4 to be honest for the filming of the second one the two sequels 
Yeah. They probably just went on YouTube and found... Oh, no, YouTube didn't well, exist. Well, it didn't exist at the time. Yeah. So, I don't think they did. <laughs> How did movie... Tra- did movie trailers only play in cinemas and, like, on weird websites? For, for the, the most part, yeah. So, um, yeah, for the most part, if you... You wouldn't know, like, you know, like these days, like that trailer coming Monday for Spider Verse, or not a fucking thing. Mo- fucking back in these days, you wouldn't even know about a movie was getting made until you saw the trailer of it. You'd be like, "Oh shit, they're making a new Batman." Okay, wow, let's go. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, cinema or you'd um, Apple always did trailers for some since like fucking the nineties. Mm. Apple have had a website. Um, iTunes movie trailers where you can just watch them there. Uh, my final little thing um, is the um, I've never been more invested in the opening of a movie than when Trinity, like you say, explodes the bike, jumps down, crane kicks someone in the head, touches yeah. her earpiece, and then goes, "I'm in." Oh, so good, man! I was so like, good. "I'm all I, like, I'm you're well into 2003 right now, but you're yeah. riding on the highs of the 90s cheese, and I love it." Is this is this movie series where the I'm in originated? Is I, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's got to be like eighties because that think about like Hacker Man vibes. It's always that weird like neon sunset type shit. I know. I feel like it might be from this. Our quest to find the first <laughs> I'm in. We'll carry on. We'll do a documentary series. On- <laughs> Who for? There is that guy on YouTube that always does weird documentaries on like the the origins of the Oof Roblox death sound and shit. I think he's oh, that. Land. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Land? yeah, his documentaries are fucking sick, man. I once watched a three hour documentary. Was it three hours? It was. It was very long, but I think it might even three hours on the fucking. The uh, the Disneyland Fast Pass. I've never been to Disneyland in my life. I don't really care about theme parks at all. Yeah. But I was like, this is fucking good, man. This is <laughs> this is cinema. <laughs> this He's good. Is He's very, very good, to be fair. Yeah, it's really good. Um, uh, Yeah, I think that's all my little things, to be honest. Yeah, I, I um, think... Apart from just one last shout out to how fucking horny this movie is. Unrelentingly so horny. So erotic. If you want to see Keanu Reeves' bare ass. Mm. You can see it in this movie. There is a bit of that. There's some. There's yeah. some. There's some nips in a long Zion tracking shot. As there's well. a lot of nips. Yeah, there's They're a just hell going of a lot through of nips. everyone's breasts. That's fine with me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> we will be seated. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, maybe. Look, maybe again. This is maybe something that I'm like. Maybe I'm just trying to prove the point. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen it since it came out. Like yeah. end of 2021, I think it was. Um, but just even the even the new Matrix movie Resurrections, I don't recall it even touching on this level of horniness. No, I don't think it did. To be honest, no. Yeah. Um, but hey, and and this is this is. I know our thoughts are kind of incomplete a little bit, but also this is kind of part one of two because really, mm-hmm. Reloaded and Revolutions are just one big movie, really. Yeah. Yeah, um, part one, part two, really. Yeah, they're not called that, but they kind of are, really. If if they were um, made later than these movies were made, they would have just been called part one, part two. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Um, and they came out like six months apart, or some shit. Um, so yeah, here we go. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, revolutions. If you've enjoyed listening to this wonderful, wonderful episode of The May Tricks uh, by Another Happy Pod, then you're in luck because next week uh, we're going to be having the third installment uh, coming out on Fridays at 10am and then 
We've got Resurrections to follow, and then probably back into something normal again. Uh, yes, we do. I know what it's going to be, but I won't say it yet. Let's not spoil it. Um, we <clears throat> appreciate you waiting for me figuring out what I'm about to say, which is <laughs> this. Do you want to write some of this down, man? No, <laughs> I never do. <laughs> I can, yeah, I know. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Uh, give us a little follow. We are at another happy pod on Twitter. That's where we post. You'll get a little, uh, you'll get a little uh, tweet reminder in the form of a nice little graphic artwork piece to let you know when our new episodes are out, so you never miss a lovely, lovely episode from myself and Nathan. Uh, you can also give us a little review, uh, and you can do that by listening to my sweet and lovely co-host Nathan tell you how. Uh, yes, Lawrence, indeed. So what you can do is you can go to your podcast platform of choice on your uh, listening device and you can go to the rate and review section and give us uh, five stars at the very least. If there's anything less, don't touch it. Don't think about it. Mm. Um, and only, um, yeah, only give us five stars and then say something as horrible as you like about us. But also remember, I'm very sensitive, so try not to be too mean. Yeah. Um, and that is as it goes. We do have another podcast. If you are a Whovian uh, and into the the weird and wacky, wonderful time-traveling world of Doctor Who, we have another podcast called Still Got Legs. Uh, episodes of that... Very good. <laughs> episodes of that come out Mondays at 10 a.m., uh, and we are currently working our way through season two, which is a good fun time. We're in the David Tennant era. If you know any Whovians, uh, let them know. We're trying to build a, a, a community that appreciate Doctor Who to have a little listen to that show. And again, um, much like uh, another happy pod, a non-toxic community is what mm. we're interested in building. We we leave the toxicity at the door. We don't bring it in and we just have fun discussions about this silly little show uh, that we all love so come along for the ride and uh yeah see you next week i guess hell yeah time to jack in and jack off i'll oh, stop that <laughs> what a horny movie even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.